Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Introvert Attraction Podcast. In our last episode, we explored some of the reasons why introverts can be drawn to relationships with people who create this emotional roller coaster dynamic and these emotional highs and lows that we start to regard as normal and start to regard as safe because safety is what is familiar, even if it is painful. And if it does not lead to the outcome that we want, we can feel very discouraged by that. I was thinking more about the different ways that introverts take in and respond to the emotions of other people. And I wanted to talk about how destabilizing that that can feel and just how normal it is to take in the emotions of other people to amplify them and to feel overwhelmed by them. And it can create this type of emotional whiplash almost where we are on the defensive and we're also really good at suppressing that and not showing it, almost wearing a mask or being a chameleon as I've talked about before. But so many of us are hyper aware of the emotional states of other people often before they are even aware of it. And being on the receiving end of that and constantly monitoring for other people's emotional shifts and changes, and then also navigating the the ups and downs of other people's emotions, we start to feel destabilized by that. It does feel like emotional whiplash sometimes. And it's so difficult for us to be aware of our own internal state, whether that is our own internal feelings and emotions, our own internal perspectives, the ways that we see the world, the ways that we take action and navigate the world, whether that is interacting with other people or just going about your daily life and accomplishing your goals and taking actions. It can be really hard to integrate the emotions, the feelings, the actions of other people with your own internal world and being able to hold space for your own internal world, your own internal process. There's just so many sources of different information that we take in and that we pick up on and we can't process all of that in real time. And yeah, our brains are like sponges or vacuum cleaners that just take in these vast amounts of information from other people, from our intuition, from people's emotions, the words they say, thinking about their perspectives, taking in and amplifying their emotions. There's so much information that we just suck in automatically. And a lot of us can't discriminate between what we want to take in and what we don't want to take in. And then we also have our own internal states and beliefs and feelings and thoughts and views of the world. So we've got this very rich internal world. And then there's also the external world, as I just described, that we are navigating and interacting with and taking in. And for a lot of introverts, if we don't set aside time to process what's happening around us, we definitely are not going to be very aware of what is happening inside of us. And then on top of that, if you're not processing what's going on around you and processing what's going on inside of you, it becomes very hard to integrate your internal world with your external world. And the more that you keep those two things separate, the more disconnected that you're going to be from other people and without true meaningful connection, it's very hard to build the deep connected relationships that we want. And it's hard to fulfill our purpose and find our way in the world. And I think being an introvert, it can mean so many different things to different people, but we're also so misunderstood both by other people and by our own selves. 
If you are someone who grew up in a family of extroverts or a family that did not allow a lot of personal space, whether that is physical space or even just time to yourself to connect with your internal world and to process your own beliefs, views, thoughts about the world, if you didn't have a lot of that time or much of that time to check in with yourself and to process things and to integrate, it's hard to even know that you need that as an adult, let alone that if you do set the time aside to to be able to know how to navigate your internal world and, and to take time to prioritize it and process it. And if you don't truly understand yourself, you're never going to feel understood by other people because you're not allowing yourself to be seen by other people and not even intentionally. And I think that's why we get so frustrated sometimes because it's one thing to know that you're in your own way or that you're keeping yourself stuck, but there's a big gap between that knowledge and being able to do things differently, to see things differently, to process things differently, to integrate instead of further fragmenting because that is all you've ever known. And I've been thinking a lot about survival mode lately. And I I think a lot of introverts downplay the things that we've been through because we usually know someone who's been through something worse or we think that we should have been able to handle things that we went through. Or on the flip side of that, maybe you haven't been through anything that is significantly traumatic And there might be no apparent or obvious source of trauma in your life. You might have grown up in a typical family with no divorce, no major issues, and yet you feel disconnected and you feel like you don't know yourself that well. But I think that any circumstance in which we grew up and we didn't have a lot of time to ourselves to get to know ourselves, or if you, again, maybe had a family of extroverts or a family who was very focused on spending time together as a family unit, maybe had some strong values, strong beliefs about who you should be or the type of person that you felt like you needed to be to earn your place in your family. Regardless of what the circumstances are, if you grew up as someone who felt like you needed to live up to someone's expectations, felt like you needed to prove yourself, felt like there were a lot of sources of pressure on you. And maybe this isn't even just from your family. This could be from your peer group or from your teachers if they keep telling you you have so much potential and that you need to live up to your potential or do all these different things to to prove yourself and to feel valued and worthy. Or if you had a peer group or a family who had a lot of big emotions or if you walked on eggshells with your parents There's so many different circumstances that I could never possibly begin to describe them all. But the common theme here is that if you were someone who felt like your identity was defined or valued through the eyes of someone else, if you really looked up to people to give you praise or to validate you, or if you feel like you had to walk on eggshells or that you didn't get a chance to really know yourself outside of what other people expected of you, This can create this big disconnect and this big rift between your external world and your internal world. And what that usually leads to is living for other people and defining yourself through the the lens and the eyes and the perspectives of other people. And sometimes that can create a, a type of survival mode. Because if you are constantly making your decisions and evaluating the success of those decisions through the lens of other people, 
or if you are allowing yourself to be guided by the judgment of other people, if you grew up in a family where people told you what was best for you, it just leads to you unintentionally neglecting yourself and not nurturing yourself because you're constantly looking outside of you and you're not able to take the time to develop your own internal guidance system and your own internal foundation that gives you the strength and and the courage to be able to navigate the external world when things don't go your way or when people are disappointed in you or when you have a difference in opinion or want to do something that people don't approve of. And when you unintentionally ignore and neglect yourself and you look to other people to guide you, to make decisions for you, to tell you when you're doing a good job, to give you that external validation, it can become really scary when you leave the nest, when you move out of your parents' home, when you graduate from school and you you go to get a job. That guidance system and that set of external systems and validation to quote unquote keep you in line, once those are gone, it can feel terrifying because you don't know yourself very well. And you then start to look to other people for that source of validation, for that source of guidance. And that is what can sometimes draw us into those push pull dynamics, the emotional roller coaster. And It can feel incredibly destabilizing when you inevitably crash because you feel like you don't know yourself and often you don't. And it's so hard to go through those crashes because not only are they destabilizing, but it can lead to this just crisis, an existential crisis of why does this keep happening to me? Who am I? What is wrong with me? Why am I so stuck? Why can't I change? And just this internal narrative and and judging yourself and beating yourself up. And that manifests in your relationships with romantic partners, with coworkers, with friends, with your family. And it is so unnerving to realize for the first time that even if nothing terrible happened to you growing up, you can still be living in survival mode if you don't know who you are and if you are dependent on other people to give you direction and guidance and to validate your decisions. And for so many people, it takes a few times of of crashing really hard and, and having an existential crisis before you realize, okay, this is what's going on. This needs to change, but how? What do I do now? And sometimes we need these crises to wake us up, to shock us out of our conditioned autopilot, to start to realize the different ways that we do not know ourselves or that we look to other people to define our limits, our boundaries, our values, the things that we should care about, the things that we should do with our lives. And then it's so easy to go violently in the other direction and to hide away, to introvert hardcore and to shut yourself away from the world and to really empty out and decondition from all of the different sources and people who told you who you should be, whether directly or indirectly. And sometimes we need to go through these experiences to force us to take inventory of who we are, what matters to us, and who we want to become. And it is that foundation of internal work 
That is the first step to navigating life from a place of internal strength. And that internal foundation gives us the stepping stone to integrate our internal and our external worlds and to get out of the cycle of survival mode. And I know that survival mode sounds kind of dramatic, but it can feel like that sometimes, especially if you are someone who is very aware and in tune with other people's emotions, the ways that they respond to us. It can become so easy to completely ignore yourself and to abandon your internal world and to completely prioritize what other people want. And you feel like you're completely adrift and you don't know what you want. You don't know what you're working towards. You're just on autopilot and being constantly just pushed. And I, I don't mean physically pushed, but emotionally pushed or around by other people. And emotional survival mode is something that is incredibly common for introverts and for INFJs especially. And it's really common for people who feel like they're in this emotional survival mode to go through those external crises to turn inward, shut out the world, to work really hard on building that foundation. And then there comes a time when you need to start reintegrating into society again. And that can feel incredibly terrifying because when you've worked really hard to build an internal foundation of, of inner work, it can feel really scary to start to put those skills to the test and, and to start to strengthen that internal foundation. And it's so easy to judge yourself and beat yourself up if you stumble and if you don't do it perfectly. And if you have times where you still feel like you crash emotionally based on how other people treat you, and that's so incredibly normal. And, and we need those external uh, events and situations to help strengthen our internal foundation because it's not about either living completely in the external world and the feelings of other people and ignoring yourself and then crashing really hard and ignoring people and shutting them out, door slamming, completely focusing on building yourself back up. And then you immediately go back out into the world and ignore yourself again. You need to schedule time to check back in with yourself and to process information to gain perspective on it. You have to be by yourself in order to fully process and understand and learn the lessons needed to grow rather than just to survive. And as introverts, I think we are so misunderstood. There's so much great literature and books and information out there now for introverts. And, and yet other people, especially extroverts, often don't understand introversion I think it's becoming more common knowledge now that introversion is not just about being shy or being socially awkward. And yet, I, I still think there's this misconception that all introverts need is recharge time and that our social battery drains faster than other people and, and that we need time to ourselves to recharge. But I don't love that analogy either because it implies that we are inadequate somehow, that we don't have enough energy and that we need extra time to recharge it. When really, it's not just about the draining of the social battery, but it, it truly is about the cognitive processes that we need to go through that require time alone in order to understand ourselves, understand the world, to integrate the lives that we have with people around us with the, the life that we have with our own self. And if we don't understand that that is part of why we need that recharge time, it, it, it's just so much bigger than... I need time by myself to recharge because if you're choosing to recharge by 
just being alone and scrolling on your phone, that's so different than if, if you're taking time to meditate, to journal, to, to take whatever type of process that you need to help you integrate and understand information. If you don't understand the importance of that, then you can't ask for it and you can't communicate that need to other people. And we so much want to feel understood by people. And yet we can't just expect them to understand us if, if we don't understand ourselves. And part of that understanding also requires that we acknowledge that we're different. And I don't even think you need to go into detail explaining, like, these are the ways I'm different. But just you personally acknowledging that it's okay to not be like everyone else and that so many people inadvertently compare themselves to you and they think, okay, well, I wouldn't need time by myself to process this. So it just doesn't even occur to them that you might need something different and that that's not bad or wrong or a weakness or a flaw. And it's not something that you need to apologize for or to explain away. We don't necessarily feel more understood by trying to forcefully explain something and make the other person understand what we need. We just need to tell them sometimes and to accept that for ourselves and to trust that the people who need to be in our lives and who deserve to be in our lives, that they will understand that and they will respect you for just asking for that, to have your own needs that are separate from your relationships. And if you ask for that time alone to help yourself process and to integrate and people are not valuing or respecting that, then that is a huge source of information that tells you, is this person healthy to be in my life? Is this person helping me to be the best version of myself, the strongest version of myself, just a better version of myself every day? And it, it's so important that we pay attention to how people respond to the things that we say we need, because it, it's not our job to make them respond in a certain way. It's our job to just calmly, directly express the, the things that we need, the things that are important to us, and to pay attention to how they respond. And if they do not respond favorably, that gives you information that you can process on your own in your own internal world and to help to make decisions from a place of internal guidance instead of allowing other people to emotionally pull you around and create conditions where other people decide what is best for you. And that leads to emotional whiplash and the roller coaster and loss of self-trust. So if you are someone who has struggled with feeling stuck or feeling like you keep attracting unhealthy relationships or feeling like you don't trust yourself to, to know what's best for yourself or to make decisions that are aligned with the things that are good for you and with the things that you know you deserve and the things that you want in life, take a look at where that might come from. Did you grow up in a family or a situation in which your internal world was something that was respected and valued and nourished? Did you grow up in a family where you were allowed to make your own decisions and allowed to screw up and to face natural consequences without being guilted or shamed or judged for not, quote unquote, making the right choice or doing the right thing? Or did you grow up in a family where you were expected to be like everyone else and that you were molded and shaped to be what your parents wanted you to be? Or did you grow up with parents who were not involved and didn't care and you started to look towards teachers or coaches or 
authority figures as an adult to define your value and your worth. And then once you moved on into adulthood, you felt lost and directionless. Or are you someone who grew up in a family that was very emotional and who you had to monitor the emotions of people around you and to walk on eggshells to the point that you ignored your internal world and completely defined your your own feelings and your own internal experience by the people around you? All of these things can lead to a type of survival mode where you are not able to dedicate energy and time and attention to your internal world and you are forced to ignore and neglect it because you're so busy managing the the demands and the expectations of the world around you and usually the people around you. And it can help to take stock of that and to take inventory of those different contributing factors in your past because it it helps you to make sense of your present and and to understand some of the reasons and the, the triggers and the causes for the areas that you're struggling right now. And if you can start to set aside time to build that internal foundation, and there are a variety of tools that can be really helpful for understanding the way that your brain processes information, the ways that it prioritizes decisions, the ways that you see the world and the ways that you perceive information. If you can learn how your brain interacts with the world, both internally and externally, that can give you an incredible framework to start to integrate the world around you with who you are as a person. Because if you, you can understand the operating system that you are navigating the world with, you can become so much more effective at leveraging it and reaching your potential. Whether that is your personal purpose, your work purpose, your relationships, all of these things apply. And I think that knowledge has the potential to be leveraged and, and turned into power if you can combine that knowledge with taking action and building that foundation and using a variety of tools to strengthen yourself and strengthen the way that you interact with the world and to strengthen your self-confidence and your ability to do so while also staying true to yourself. And ultimately, I believe that self-understanding is the first step to self-empowerment. And if you understand yourself It becomes easier to take action from an empowered place, not from a place of other people telling you what to do, not from a place of trying to make other people happy or to prioritize your relationships or other people over you. When you act from a place of self-understanding and self-empowerment, your relationships become better as, as a byproduct as opposed to trying to ignore yourself, put other people first, build relationships, and, and then work on yourself secondarily it becomes so much more powerful and enduring if you can start by building your own internal foundation and and then building those external relationships to complement that. And that ultimately leads to to self-acceptance and to self-love. And that is what I want for all of you. So if you have any past experiences with survival mode, whether that is emotional survival mode or working through past trauma or addictions or any difficulties in life that have helped you to both connect with yourself and to strengthen yourself, both your relationship with yourself and then using that as a tool for empowerment with other people, I would love to hear from you. You can connect with me on Instagram at Introvert Attraction. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week and I can't wait to see you next time. Bye.